Hi, this is David Sachs, and welcome to Spiritual Tools for an Outrageous World. Every week we do a little couples therapy between us and God. It's a chance to deepen and explore our most important relationship. Hi, I'm glad you're here. I want to give you a special invitation to um, a Zoom talk that I'm going to be giving this Sunday, uh, March 29th at 10 a.m. Sunday. That's 10 a.m. Sunday, Los Angeles time. I really hope you can make it. We're going to discuss something super cool. Um, The journey of humanity from Adam to the resurrection of the dead. Okay, so it's... um, it's it's it's. Uh, I found some very exciting uh, mind-bending sources, and I'm excited to share them with you. So um, check out the Zoom link. Uh, you can you can access that on Torah on iTunes, dot com, and uh, join the mailing list so you can get all the uh, links sent directly to you uh, whenever they come up. And now here's a uh, a thought on on this week's parsha. Good Shabbos, good Shabbos. I'm so glad you're here. Uh, I wanted to share a few thoughts on this week's Parsha um, relating to uh, uh, Vayikra and the whole idea of animal sacrifices. Uh, and I, ju- I just wanted to share an insight. It just um, I, I was just learning it and um, I kind of saw it a, a different way, a new way. And um, you know, this is kind of a challenging idea for us in, in, in modern times because we, we haven't really had this for approximately 2,000 years. So, so I just wanted to talk about the, the psychology of, um, the, the psychological benefits of bringing sacrifices to the Holy Temple, to the Beis Hamikdash, and, and, and how it would affect us as people. And so I can tell you that up until now, I've sort of been thinking about it in a, um, I think maybe a, a very superficial way, a, a very transactional way, meaning to say, I do this thing wrong, and then I bring um, whatever the uh, sacrifice is supposed to be of the moment, and um, and I bring it, and then I'm good, and, and that's what it is. And I, I think that that's kind of not what it's what it's about. Um, so here's a different perspective. Uh, it just, uh, just a, a few minutes, uh, uh, on this. Uh, and, and that's, you know, we have this idea of, it, it's called a Corbin, um, in Hebrew and in English, very interestingly, um, it's called a sacrifice. And I think you can really see uh, the shortcomings of the English translation there and the greatness of the Hebrew. But the English is not completely off. The English is giving us an insight, but it's not giving us the full picture. In other words, what is sacrifice telling us that that actually is correct, but is not the full picture that the Hebrew word um, korban, which, which comes from the Hebrew word karov, which means closeness, um, is giving us. Okay. So let me, let me, let me just start by contrasting two things. You know, I think all of us, um, have experienced this. We work very, very hard, um, at something and we're exhausted. Oh my goodness. It was such a long day. I worked so hard, but you feel good. I, I, um, I once heard this phrase, uh, the sleep of the just. 
which I, I really like, which is kind of like this idea that, oh, I work so hard, but now this, uh, this sleep that I'm about to have is so sweet because I really earned it. Um, I once heard that the Rambam worked to the point of complete physical exhaustion and that his, uh, his servant had to drape him across his donkey to ride him home uh, at the end of a work day. Can you imagine putting in like 10,000% of your effort every single day? So that was the Rambam. Um, so why, why does that feel good? You could make an argument, especially in today's, you know, uh, service economy, luxury-oriented economy, that no, 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 that doesn't. What would feel really good is taking a nap on the beach, and I'll go for a swim, and then I'll take another nap, and then I'll have a beer, and then I'll take another nap, right? That That's the ultimate. That That's what feels good. And yet, I think all of us know deep, deep down that if you work really hard at something and you actually accomplish something, that that feels even better. So the question is, why should that feel better? And I think the answer is, is because deep down we know that there's a reason why we were born. And deep down we know that there's a reason why this world exists. And we know that we have to make an effort to to, to fulfill that, to be in harmony with all that great meaning. And when we exert ourselves in a meaningful way, we understand that we're getting in touch with the larger picture. And so that's a healing for us. That means that we feel like, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm using my strength for what, what I'm supposed to in this world. And that feels really good. And I think that's why even though you're physically tired, it feels really good. Okay. So the reason why um, the reason why I'm telling you this is because um, it's a very sort of obvious contrast taking a nap on the beach or working hard, but working hard ultimately feels better. To show you um, that sometimes you can be missing something, meaning in this in the example of working very hard, you're missing say rest, right? And yet, even though you're missing something, that that somehow is fueling it's it's adding to uh the overall picture of contentment and well-being all right so now we can get back to the idea of the sacrifices or or the hebrew word korban from car of closeness imagine i've got i don't know let's say five five uh cows a cow is a major major uh uh, asset back, back in the day. I guess it still is, but, but especially, you know, in earlier times. Um, and imagine I did something wrong. I have to bring a cow or something like this. <clears throat> or an ox or something like this. You know, it's like a big, 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 uh, big financial loss. And I go to the base of Migdash. I, I confess, I confess my, my wrongdoing. Um, by the way, the base of Migdash is filled with the music of the Levium. You're having like a, almost like an out of body experience. There's like this sense of exhilaration and this great epiphany that's coming with this fantastic feeling that you're, that you're fixing something in your life. Um, and then you go home and now you're like, you, you look at your, your holdings, right? You look in the, the, the pen and you're missing a major animal. Well, this is now what I'm talking about, the psychology of sacrifice. 
the, sacrif- the, the psychology of the offerings. Every time I look at what's missing there, I feel like I did something good, I did something right. You see the difference? Up until now, I've been thinking about the whole bringing a Corbin experience as the transactional moment in the base of Migdash. You know, you, 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 you were caught speeding in your car, you paid your ticket, you submitted it at the Holy DMV, right? Lahavdil, the base of Migdash, and now you're all done. But what I'm trying to suggest is, is that there's an ongoing psychological, spiritual closeness that happens as a result of giving up something that was meaningful, sacrificing something that was, in this case, financially meaningful. And, you know, finance as money really kind of hits you hard. The, the root for the Hebrew word for, for money is, is dam, is blood, because you, you, you make your money with your blood by exerting yourself. So <clears throat> that's why tzedakah is so great, because it's really, it's coming from, from your total body's exertion. There's certain mitzvahs that we say involve your entire body. Not that many, by the way. One of them is walking into a sukkah, right? A mikvah is even even more intense because you're just completely submerged. The land of Israel, you're walking with your full body in the land of Israel. Tzedakah, you're using your whole body in order to make this money to give away um, to someone who needs it. Um, so, so, so money hits a person very close. And when you've given up like a, an animal, um, which is a financially meaningful thing, and every time you... You think about it or you, you look at your animals and you realize that there's something missing. You go, ah, that's brought me that much closer. That's brought me that much closer. I'm missing something, but that, that missing thing is actually the presence of my closeness with God. Um, you know, imagine, um, your kitchen is completely dirty. There are plates piled up in the sink and on the counters and pile bags of garbage that haven't been taken out. <clears throat> and now you get out all the bags of garbage, you clean up all the dishes off the counters out of the sinks, you put them all away in the cabinets. Does that just feel good to hear, right? <laughs> yes, we can do that. We can clean our kitchens. And now you look and there's nothing in your kitchen and it feels so good. But you say, but I lost... I lost all those things, but, but, but what did you lose? You lost all the dirty dishes. In other words, the, the presence of nothing is, is, is such a good feeling. So, so you look at your animals and you go, wait, there, there's some missing or there's one missing. But the absence of that is making you feel so good because there's such closeness that's come from that. Okay. So I want to take it one step deeper. Um, the idea that you know, again, I'm talking about the psychology of bringing these, these korbonos, these animal sacrifices. Um, a lot of us relate to, um, and to, um, wrongdoing as, you know, I've got this beautiful white garment. That's my soul. And oh, I just got, I just spilled something on it and it made a stain. I have got this stain on my soul, whatever it is. Or it's, it's a drag, right? But if you think about it from the in 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 a, in, a, in from the animal sacrifice point of view, you see the the problem with the idea of the imagery of a stain. Um, although I'm sure it's it's used, but but 
but but it has it has it has shortcomings to it because a stain feels like it's part of the garment it's very hard to get out a stain but if you think of like an object right an object can be removed so 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 i bring this corbin and and when i bring this corbin corbin this animal whatever it is which is a physical thing i have removed this thing from my soul okay so i'm trying to get away from the um from the uh this the the stain the the the, the stain imagery and trying to physicalize it more because it's sort of like i brought this to the base of migdash and now this thing which was present in my life is gone all right um you see rabbi nachman of brislov says very famously if you think something can be broken you also have to believe that it can be fixed and so so if i can think of my actions as 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 i did this oh, i just did this it's some it's in the ether it's some abstract kind of thing and i did this or whatever it is and then how do you ever fix that abstract thing which is kind of just out there but if you actually think of it as an object that's in your life right like this bag of trash that's in your kitchen that you can actually remove and it's not in your kitchen anymore right i got rid of it i got i got how did i get rid of it i brought this sacrifice and so maybe i'm going to think about wrongdoing future wrongdoing in a different way maybe i'm going to think about it as something concrete and real because because a sacrifice which atones for it is concrete and real and now that i realize oh you know something if i do that if i speak that lashon hara i'm going to have to bring this concrete thing in other words this isn't just words this isn't just a speech this is a concrete thing in my life and so i don't want that in my life so i'm not going to do that in other words it's not it's more than i don't want to suffer the financial loss and i'm going to be penalized if i do that i'm i'm thinking more concretely this this word that i'm about to say remember davar is a word the hebrew word for word but it's also the hebrew word for a thing if i say this this lashon hara this bad talk that's a thing in my life i don't want that thing cluttering up my life right so 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 bringing sacrifices it's not just that i'm atoning for past things it's changing the way i'm thinking of my future actions that averes misdoings are not just sort of these abstract airy fairy things that might soil my soul no 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 that maybe they're that too but they're concrete things that i don't want cluttering up my life right blocking the doors i want to i want to get to the next place i don't want them blocking me um and so i'll just uh just end by 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 saying something uh just about how something missing can be the presence of the closeness that's there you know all of the high holidays lead up to shmini atzeres and you know we have the shofar for rosh hashana and fasting and for for yom for yom kippur and um we have uh the sukkah and the and the arba minim for for sukkah and then all the holidays culminate with shmini atzeres and there's nothing there's nothing but there's nothing that the nothing this there symbolizes the ultimate closeness because we don't need anything we're completely attached so sometimes we make a sacrifice that's the english word 
and we lose something, but that absence of something, that korban, brings us karov, brings us to closeness. And we look at what's not there, and that gives us an enduring sense of closeness to God. And so, so, so I just want to just conclude by wishing everyone a great Shabbos, and 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 saying that um, that that let's think of the Book of Vayikra, all of these um, offerings that we're bringing, as this sort of ongoing, sort of like um, different way that we're thinking about the way we lead our lives. You know, the whole Book of Shmos is all about um, bringing the Shekhinah, God's presence, down into this world in a revealed way, right? It's God's always here, but in a revealed way. And now the book of Ayikra, this new book that we're in, um, uh, is, uh, in the words of my teacher, uh, Shekhinah maintenance, right? Like, like we're, we're, you know, you, you can marry someone, but then now you want shalom bias. Now you want to maintain the relationship in a beautiful way. So, so now that God is so present and God is so present in our lives these days, we want to, we want to maintain that beautiful relationship. And, 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 and the Torahs keep teaching us all the secrets of how to do it. Thanks for listening. We do this every week. So join in again next Sunday for a new podcast where we explore the amazingness of life. And review us and send in any comments or suggestions. I'd love to hear them.